You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday morning, so it's time to speak to Katie Ketapodis from Nala Media to review the newspapers, particularly in South Africa, with a little bit of an international flavour as well. But I think there's only one story at the moment. Katie, over to you. Absolutely right, Lindsay. This is the story that's dominating all news bulletins and all newspaper headlines across the country. And this is the story of President Phil Ramaphosa and the public protector. Just to catch you up ever so quickly, last week the public protector, Busisiwe Mkwabani, found that the president misled parliament. Now, this could have huge ramifications for President Phil Ramaphosa and, of course, opposition political parties, particularly the EFF and, in fact, the DA as well, have all said that they feel vindicated and uh, feel that the president must be held accountable, reminding South Africans that MP Tony Yengeni many years ago was imprisoned to four years because he lied to Parliament about a discount on a Mercedes-Benz. Mm. So they're saying if Tony Yengeni who lied to Parliament about something that some would say was as trivial as a discount of a Mercedes-Benz, then what does this mean for the President if he lied to Parliament about potentially tens of millions of rands? And this has all got to do with campaign funding. Um, So that's essentially what happened last week. Yesterday, we received an announcement that the President was to hold a press conference at six o'clock last night, in which he was absolutely clear he believes the public protector has erred and he is going to take her finding on review and launch an urgent court challenge. So so this now goes to court, Lindsay. It's not over, though, because um, the EFF is now saying the president must step down while the review is underway. And he must step down while the courts decide on this matter. Um, I doubt that's going to happen. So we, we, we wait with bated breath. This is a really, really big story in South Africa. And the implications, absolutely huge. Absolutely huge indeed. I mean, if you have a look at the way Business Day covers it this morning, it says President Cyril Ramaphosa uh, says he will take urgent legal action to challenge the public protector's findings of dishonesty and money laundering against him. Money laundering. And then that, that's, that's quite a claim. In a Sunday night briefing, that demonstrated how much of a threat those findings may be to his continued leadership of the ANC and South Africa said the public protector's report was fundamentally and irretrievably flawed. Now, political motivation is a phrase that comes to mind here. Well, you know, that needs to be the question here. Political motivation comes to mind. The other question that people are asking is, was Muzi Maimani, the leader of um, the Democratic Alliance, used when he asked this question in Parliament? And did he quite realise the magnitude of, of the implications once he asked that question? question. Um, and perhaps he was fed this information without realizing exactly what it exactly what it meant. Um, my money has tweeted to say that he is reminded of Helen Sussman, who at the height of apartheid was criticized for the questions she was asking the apartheid government in parliament, saying, and her response was, it is not the questions that are embarrassing. It is the answer that is embarrassing. And that was then around the apartheid government. So he's saying, he's saying, I'm nobody's puppet. No one made me do this. I'm doing it of my own accord. And the truth needs to be the ultimate winner here. My worry is that South Africa 
is going to end up losing in all this political battle that is playing out in front of us. Yes, indeed. I think, I think DA leader Mamusi Mamani's political naivety has come out quite strongly. He came out in strong support of the public protector's findings on Friday. The business day goes on. President Cyril Ramaphosa deliberately misled Parliament about a 500,000 rand donation he received from Gavin Watson, the CEO of the corruption-accused Basasa Group. The support came despite the DA's view that the public protector is unfit to hold office and should be removed. So on the one hand, the DA says that we don't like the public protector and she's erred here. And on the other hand, the leader says, no, I support it. Again, political naivety, I think. I think it's going to be very interesting because there are some suggestions that uh, he may not have the full support of everybody in the party. We need to wait and see exactly what that means and what is likely to happen, not just with the public protector and the president, uh, but ultimately is our political landscape at risk of changing completely at the moment? So these are some of the really, really big questions that need to be asked. Yes, and the DA, uh, sorry, the EFF, of course, waiting in the wings and licking their lips, Katie. Yes, yes, very, very much so. Very, very much so, Lindsay. Um, we know that the EFF has been a staunch supporter of the public protector and, um, and very anti the president. They're, they're essentially saying, if you lie to parliament, you must be held, account- held accountable and um, off to prison you go. Speaking about the EFF, did you see the story about the book that's going to be released this week about the Stellenbosch Mafia and the, the alleged links with the EFF? Did you read that over the weekend in the, in the Daily Maverick and other publications? I did. This is going to be proved to be very, very interesting and in whether or not they provided, uh, what was the word that was used? Political um, uh, consultancy of sorts. Yes. And political advisors of sorts. I'm very interested to read this book. I haven't got my hands on it yet. I'm hoping that uh, I'll be able to do so in the next few weeks when my time uh, frees up a little. But uh, this is also something that's going to play out, knowing that the EFS has been very, very anti what they have described as the Stellenbosch, the Stellenbosch Mafia, a group of very, very wealthy white men who reside in the Stellenbosch area, the very beautiful Stellenbosch area, I may add, um, in the Western Cape. And, and it's been their claim that they are running the country. That, uh, that they pull strings, that when um, uh, former President Jacob Zuma fired Pravin Gordon and fired his, um, his, his finance ministers, it was the Stellenbosch Mafia that basically called then-Deputy President Saul Ramaphosa to say something needs to be done. Yes, indeed. In fact, they do put the Ruperts right at the top of the list of people that are, have run the country for, for decades. That's what they say anyway. And they're the epitome of white monopoly capital. But on the one hand... There's no smoke without fire. So maybe they did sit down at various wine estates and discuss funding of uh, Limpopo Hospital, for example. But then on the other hand, they denounce the white monopoly capitalists. And it's, it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating read. My story of the weekend, Katie, was an overseas story, and it had to, of yeah. course involve our friend Donald Trump. He held a meeting at at the White House with uh, a member of the the Iraqi Yazidis, who was a Nobel laureate, and she was imploring him to do something about the persecution of the Yazidis, and she spoke about being held captive by ISIS and the rape and murder of her community, mainly women. But she said to Donald Trump, and he was obviously not listening, he kept on looking away, he looked very, very uncomfortable. She said to him, She'd had her mother and six brothers murdered. And he said the immortal lines in reply to that statement, where are they now? And she just said... Oh, for heaven's sake. She said they're dead. It was the most extraordinary thing. You have to watch the video. It's all over the international press. This man is a buffoon. I'm sorry, I keep on saying it, but he's a buffoon.
Oh, I'm going to definitely. Thank you for uh, uh, for that, Lindsay. I'm going to definitely watch that video. Uh, did you see what he tweeted around 17 hours ago as well? I've in seen terms of those, uh, yeah, he was basically saying they'll never. Um, it's those four women, those four women that he has been attacking relentlessly for over a week now, saying they can never and will never love our country, which is just. His buffoonery at play, as you rightly say. Katie, thank you very much for your time. As always, that's Katie Katapodis from Nala Media, speaking to us from Johannesburg. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox.